0: Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Before we begin today, I want to point everybody at the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. There are three levels there to suit whatever your needs are. You will get access to our videos early. You will also, if you're a King Faber level, get access to our recording sessions. So right now a bunch of our uh, King Kayfabers are watching us record these videos and uh, giving us feedback along the way, prepping for uh, interview episodes and things of that nature. So lots of benefits. To joining that patreon check that out if you haven't already and see if one level is right for you and don't worry if you're not ready to join patreon you will still be getting our daily videos every day on youtube here so nothing will change if you don't change it also the best way to support cartoonist kayfabe pick up our books this is our bibliography uh, hulk grand design street angel deadly Scroll live plain jane's and street angel princess of poverty are my latest and greatest Ed Piscor's Red Room, Trigger Warnings, and anti-social Network available now with Crypto Killers. Now up for pre-order, the third season of Red Room, coming to your comic shop very soon. Hip-Hop Family Tree celebrating 10 years this year. X-Men Grand Design and WYSIWYG, if you can find a good, well-stocked comic shop, you might still be able to find that one in print. So pick up those books, add them to your shelf, and uh, keep Cartoonist Kayfabe going strong. So today we're going to look at kind of a... Uh, this is just book porn, as far as I'm concerned. Ed, I talked about seeing the Penguin editions of Amazing Spider-Man and Black Panther in airport bookstores as I was traveling a little bit. The books that I saw were paperback editions, but same size format. You can see this is a, a substantial book. This has Jungle Action as well as a couple of the Jack Kirby Fantastic Four issues that featured the early appearances of Black Panther. So you're probably getting, I don't know, 15 plus issues worth of comics here. This is a hardcover edition, so it's a little bit different than these super handsome paperbacks that I was talking about. But whenever I found this edition, as a book design lover, I could not pass it up. It's gilding. Oh man, how beautiful is this? It's so fit for a character who is a king and uh, the black and gold. This should be a Pittsburgh edition as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) But I fell in love with the look of these books. And we'll go through it. We'll look at some of the printing and and talk about that in a minute. But I have to linger on the cover just because I really do love this edition of it. And I think they have Captain America and Spider Man for sure. I saw. I'm not sure what other editions they've done. But pretty nice that Penguin is putting these things out. You know, I think of Penguin as this like historical imprint of great literature. So it's kind of cool to see them. Going through marvel's archives and trying to prepare the some some editions of that material and really framing it through that context of like pop culture history and the significance of the marvel universe and uh you know like with the amazing spider-man it's ditko's it's like 15 issues of steve ditko's spider-man so you are getting some really nice comics in these editions i would say check them out if you come across them they're kind of an affordable way to see some of these old uh issues these archive issues if you don't already have them or maybe even if you do like actually have most of these right but i i got a, a little bit of a deal on this book and honestly i i spontaneously bought it just because i was so overwhelmed again let me show you those beautiful
1: gilded edges
0: it's so nice
1: 50 price point uh it, it is it is uh noteworthy in that like when penguin does this stuff with literature it's like a 10 book or this know, is $5. definitely a
0: deluxe and and the deal that i got it was the um it was a Barnes and Noble purchase when they were doing half off, so I ended up getting it for 25. Um, I probably wouldn't have bought it for 50, even though it's probably worth 50 based on what books cost. And look from right in the beginning, like before we even get a titles page, they're doing bios of the creators in this issue. I mean, talk about trying to sell me this book. Right. This is how you do it, you know. Really elevating the creators, even uh, the people that are doing intros. You see, like. Billy Graham to Jack Kirby you know there's a there's a few artists that are represented in here Rich Buckler does quite a bit so you get bios of all the major creators and then you get a little bit of context of the character and Penguin doing Marvel stuff so makes sense you know Penguin uh, Random House now distributing Marvel books why not partner with uh, with Marvel to produce some books themselves. And you can see in the table of contents what is reprinted here. Fantastic Four, 52, 53, the first Black Panther appearances from 1966. And then Jungle Action, 6 through 21, the 70s series that featured Black Panther. Get some introduction into the series. And they, they, they handle this introduction very interesting because they refer to Stanley and Jack Kirby. There's no uh assigning one guy as being like the main creative force behind it it's just like it's one entity stanley and jack kirby right. and probably not the worst way at this point to handle it because what how, how much can we argue over who deserves which credits you know what i mean like by by grouping them at least they weight them the same which is pretty nice if you think of those old fireside marvel books which would have been like the first marvel books in bookstores those were stan lee creator And uh, so at least now you're getting kind of a a split there at the very least. So go through a couple of these intros, which are fantastic. Very much they lean on the scholarly side of contextualizing these comics. They even say so in the very beginning whenever they talk about Penguin uh, collection of Marvel comics and what they aim for. So that scholarly part, if you think of those old Penguin paperbacks, it was kind of like the literary books, the books that you'd be required to read in school.
1: Yeah, the kid, the canon.
0: Yes, so now, you know, put the Marvel books in there um so again i think we looked at this first appearance of uh i don't think so with, with tom i don't think so no oh man this is a, this is an issue then we should do you know first appearance of black panther absolutely and probably one to save for a tom scioli uh guest episode you might have the issue yeah which would be awesome um it's and it's kind of a matte coated paper so the colors aren't they're saturated but they're not uh it's not gloss yeah and I don't know if they if they just shot from like original colors. That's my guess. If you look, it looks like that's probably what they're pulling their colors from, and um, didn't have to you know desaturate as like some of these old reprints will do, where they try to get the yellow off the pages. Um, I like the yellow charm. Like this is another one where if I had one constructive criticism for these reprints, I would I would say like look at those Carl Barks reprints and think about adding a five. yellow screen even to the margins just to warm it up a little bit just warm up that paper just slightly
1: yeah and and this this paper like yeah it's white but it has a little gray tinge like like it's being helped along a little bit
0: yeah and boy the kirby's you know the 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 reprints are very top-notch if you look at the line work is extremely crisp so they certainly did their work on that part you know to give you a nice version of this stuff and you know going back to 60s That's saying something, man. We've seen a lot of reprints as readers over the years, and uh, they don't always pop quite like that. Take note of the Black Panther costume here early on. In the back, some of the extra materials, and they have some cool extra materials, like Don McGregor talking about his scripting of this series, but they have an early Jack Kirby Black Panther costume that's very different than what we end up with. And I feel like that Black Panther costume, pretty iconic over the years. Um, The Kirby original design, much more in line with uh, sixty superhero, you know, much more colorful and, and stuff. And I think that simple design is really something that stands out. Um, a little bit like a Daredevil or something. Even, you know, thinking about it now that you see the gloves, I feel like that's one of those Daredevil signs too. Right. So, But nevertheless, I think it's an iconic design. And um, the one that they ended up choosing, I think, is better than that first design. So we'll take a look at that as we get back here. But these Jungle Action comics, I mentioned that I have a run of these because I think these are really exciting comics. So whenever I flipped through this collection and saw this is what they reprinted, I was pretty excited by that because I, I think these comics get amazing. Um, Rich Buckler is your main artist for the first several of these things. Look at this for Klaus Jansen on inks. It almost, to me, looks like uh, the Neil Adams.
1: Absolutely, yeah, like uh, Klaus Jansen in pure uh, crusty Bunker mode.
0: Yes. Yeah, and early on, I mean, this is, like, 72, I think, so probably very Starting early in his, career. in his career. Exactly. I can't remember if Jungle Action... It might have been um, a split book.
1: Yeah. I can't remember yeah, if think that's it was. true or not, because
0: it feels like some of these are a little bit short, but that's also a time period whenever Marvel's expanding like mad, and you see Jansen there as your, uh, as your anchor, but not colorist. But one of the reasons these books stand out to me is they have a lot of these exciting either splash pages or two-page splashes, And I mean, like him going down the waterfall, cutting in and out of like the big picture and the close up panels. I think that's really sharp. And uh, some cool lettering as we get into this, too. And I think it's already Simek on lettering.
1: that was Rich Buckler, too, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's Rich Buckler for. uh, Very ambitious. Quite a bit. Page layouts. He does some cool stuff that I think sticks with the character, the visual characterization of Black Panther. Like some of the stuff of him, say, sitting in a throne. Yeah. Um, Even the body language of him it just really feels like he he crafts a personality onto this character that sticks with the character. Yeah, I give, uh, I, I know Buckler is often the, the, the butt of certain jo- jokes with the way he's known for lifting things, but he does some, some top-notch work on Black Panther here. You know, like, how about this for using your color holds and your screens and stuff effectively? For sure. This is one of those two-page spreads that I just one of my favorite splash pages in comics. Period. Feels like uh, this or Masters of Kung Fu. One of them owes a debt to the other, right? But I don't know that either one is where this starts. But I, feel I like love
1: it all, it. all comes from Staranko.
0: Yeah, I love the motif of uh, doing your letters as panels. And you mentioned Staranko, the color treatment, and with the screens in the background, feels like it really this is this is the channeling Staranko design here. And you see this time Buckler and Jansen as artists, so this might be um, Jansen doing finishes like he would do over a lot of the Frank Miller Daredevils, you know, bringing a lot of his own, I don't know, expertise right. or his own art artist craftsmanship to this. Yeah, I see. Art. I see.
1: Glennis is on is on color. Yeah. I was gonna bring up like because that that uh, zip print tone on the front, that's a Klaus staple, but she's she's got the credit for that.
0: Yeah. Some of this use of like screen tones too. These pop up. And I think that color hold may have been a screen tone, the uh, that original magenta, but you'll see these this use of screen tone somewhat liberally throughout. And that's that's a pretty new staple, I think, for an early 70s Marvel comic. Love this stuff too, right? Always having your cutaways. It's totally. Not sure who's responsible for that for that. But that in the maps, like I, I remember seeing somebody post: if the book has a map in it, the hand-drawn map, they're on board. Uh-huh. <laughs> They weren't referring to comics either, you know. It would have been like, it's like Tolkien uh, or something. Yeah, like. here's Gil Kane with a filling issue, and Gil Kane will do several of your covers. I think this is probably a Gil Kane pencil job on the cover, based on these hands. It's funny because a lot of this stuff isn't signed, so you're looking at it and you're and you're kind of guessing, like, what are you looking at? How great is this? If you're a uh, a young comics reader and you've got your superhero fighting a rhino, yeah,
1: totally. You don't even have
0: to be young. I was pretty excited going back <laughs> through this again and and uh, revisiting it. This is a shot of our panther palace that's used on the back reproduced in like the gold foil stamp Ooh, straight out of thundercats man pretty sharp makes you think about how uh boy they could have been selling toys for this stuff much earlier on totally I so just
1: check out some of that billy graham
0: yeah here we go billy graham and, and klaus jansen and again Gil kane i think unmistakably on this cover look at the reflection though billy graham shows up probably fresh off of Luke Cage, Hero for Hire. I think that was his first, uh, his first big piece. But look at that great, like, even the lettering is reflected in the water. Those kind of details, you know, like, that, to me, is artists that care about what they're drawing.
1: Absolutely. Putting Brilliant in that dishes. extra effort.
0: And then when you go into, like, a throne room or, you know, into the actual palace... You gotta you gotta dig deep in your morgue file to find some reference for that kind of a background. That's so what
1: I'm saying. Uh, iconic page right here because this is uh, printed in that uh, Abrams Fifty Years of Marvel Comics book. So this is like just imprinted in my brain. Yeah, it's
0: it's that's a great it's a great panel. Yeah, there's so many of these panels, like if you were just gonna pull them out and isolate them as a single image, a lot of them work. And Billy Graham, I think, may be the main artist now uh, going forward. Here's our Jack Kirby, the original costume design.
1: Oh my goodness. Or
0: at least one of the costumes that was, um, you know, that he put together for it. This almost feels like a fanzine to me. And I, I kind of love that. Stuff was just a little bit more informal. And here you go with another one of these great lettering and splash pages. I'm under the impression that the artist is, is doing the lettering for this because it's so integrated into the background. He's like true. that reflection on the previous splash page. I think that has to be the the hand of the artist. Although it'd be amazing if the letterer did like the uh, the splash page and then the artist went in and did the reflection of that lettering.
1: You notice that Klaus uh, Jansen is is the the through line uh, as as anchor on the Buckler stuff and, and on mm-hmm. uh, the Billy Graham stuff. Uh, that was kind of his function early on in his Marvel career. Like when he was on Daredevil, the purpose was to take Gil Kane and to take Gene Colan and to take whoever else steps in, just so happens to be that Frank Miller is one of those guys, yep. and try to keep some cohesion amongst all these people, try to have some homogenization, uh, so that uh, basically so that the art doesn't shine more than one artist more than the other. You keep a consistency on your title; it is corporate comics. Billy Graham is killing it. Yeah, I, I feel like page
0: turn after page turn, he's doing stuff, and it's really different from page to page. Like what works, you know. Speaking of that consistency, um, I, I had to marvel there for a minute at the art. Uh, it was a different way that the comics were done, because like you would get a fill-in artist, and it was almost like the fill-in artist would try to channel, you know, the the consistency, whatever the previous artist was, and you would see that a lot more in the past. I mean, like at this point, I don't think there's anything any attention to that kind of thing now uh, but that was really like a standard part whenever deadlines were a thing and artists struggled to keep up. Uh, Craig Russell on inks. So Repeat Craig Russell A very young Craig Russell filling in here for, uh, for Klaus Janssen and again, Graham is just it feels like he's just thrilled with this book. You know, I think sometimes you'll see that writer-artist team up where it's like things are clicking and they're pushing each other and I mean, every page has a beautiful panel on it so verbose. It that is. fucking Don McGregor man. <laughs> it is. And here's a tip for everybody at home that's into Billy uh, Billy Graham art. Um, first appearance of Venom. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did Saber. Whenever Eclipse goes to like a uh, an ongoing Saber series. Don McGregor and Billy Graham reunite, I think, as of issue maybe three or so of that series. So uh, if you're a Billy Graham fan and you're looking for more Billy Graham, that's a place to look. We call him Superstar Billy Graham. We do. Yes, we do. (laughs) Absolutely. I also see Dwayne Turner, who did a um, Black Panther, I think it was Panther's Prey, miniseries when I was a kid. Maybe my first Black Panther comics. But they were reproduced from his pencils, and it reminds me a lot of the Billy Graham Black Panther and especially like this era as he's getting into like all the muscle striations and everything when you see his back it looks like the the most powerful back muscles in comics and I think a lot of that probably influenced the uh, the Panthers prey version this is Dan Green now on inks what we're building toward is Billy Graham's going to take over the complete art chores um, but you see a few different hands come on and how about that for a while like super close up of a hand it's these artists were such in the mode of, like, everything has muscles on it. You would get a hand, and it would be, like, just... You could see the musculature in between knuckles and stuff.
1: It does make me wonder if Billy Graham sort of passed through the continuity studio's brand of comics look. Let's do it again.
0: Yeah. And this is Billy Graham full on. So he's doing pencils and inks at this point. Um, I think that's a Gil Kane cover there. I mean, those muscles, unmistakably Gil Kane.
1: Yeah, from his probably, probably school.
0: not on... Uh, you know, maybe not on finishes, but definitely in the pencil stage. And again, like pointing out Graham doing these interesting layouts, like that's a page, a two page spread layout that we have not seen yet. So really, uh, it's a good run. And man, I'm impressed by Penguin that this was their choice for a collection. You know, these are some of my favorite comics from that time period. And to get them in a nice all in one spot. Well done on your choices. Yeah I had considered when I first saw this actually emailing the editor to compliment them or the designer but there's some of those back muscles you With know the mullet. that that uh, dark blue costume really lends itself to just all oh, you're doing it, you're drawing naked people you know I mean this is just uh, pure nothing but anatomy right. pretty much then just color it blue <laughs> note to the colorist And this is this is basically your movie scene here um, you know, at least, at least this, this particular moment. How about this for a great page layout? And there's panel action. This little kid's going to run into Killmonger to knock him off the cliff. So you have like sequences of action going around our faces like a panel, kind of like a gutter. All right. So the story that I don't understand this, see if you can solve this one, everybody at home. This is the epilogue of what we basically, the the big multi-issue story that had built to, uh, this epilogue turn the page and it's almost like this was maybe going to be a two-page spread that they changed but kept the epilogue just just trying things maybe just trying things I was going back and forth on it and trying to figure out like does that line up is it like he's jumping like it's part of the rock cliff that he's jumping in front of love the way those uh, leopards are drawn also just for the pattern you know it's almost like a different visual motif to bring in something that's that graphic of a pattern.
1: Yeah, there's something weird about it. it yeah. It's, it's it's like Dalmatian or for like the polka dots. or Like there's something uncanny that I'm not like, I mean, that's clearly just like.
0: It's a dot pattern. It reminds me of um like poster art. Yeah. It reminds me of like screen tone, you know, because it's kind of flattening. But it, it definitely looks different than the rest. And now we're going to see this uh, storyline of Black Panther versus the
1: Clan. Yes. Yes, classic. When he, when he comes down off the cross. <laughs> yes. On fire. And then uses the cross as a battering ram. That's like one of those classic issues, man. Absolutely. That would be such a cock tease if, if they cut it off right before that. Pretty pretty powerful imagery to see in a comic book, I think. Sure. Um,
0: and I can't imagine it was less powerful in the 70s. Like, yeah. This had to be a wild thing. I always love this panel where it's like Black Panther in costume in the supermarket. Totally. It's It's...
1: This is, this is my introduction to Billy Graham, for sure. Getting a hold of these issues pretty young. It also
0: feels like this could have been your... Um, pinch this for the opening of Sylvester Stallone's Cobra. <laughs> Big showdown in our supermarket to start the iconic movie. And here we go, right? Two-page spread. Whew. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I think, a memorable... You know, I mean, this is something you can find reviews of pretty much throughout throughout the internet yeah this this is a pretty iconic storyline it's funny because it ends and and they actually don't have the conclusion in here because it ends and then i think it's the jungle action comic ends but there's like an issue or two to go that's wrapped up in like marvel premiere i want to say the very final uh installments this reminds me of that lettering two-page spread Mm -hmm. it's not lettering but it's it's kind of a similar page design boy and you still see that heavy don mcgregor style captioning so some of the cool back matter in this is don mcgregor's basically writing notes on this experience of writing and what he's going for and he wrote black panther forever he wrote like a 26 parter in marvel comics presents that gene colin uh drew which is pretty interesting I, I bought that off ebay one time and it was like a run of like I don't know issue 10 to 30 or something right and the guy the guy had like like issue one to whatever and we were haggling over price i'm like you keep those first 10 issues sell those again (laughs) i just want the storyline but that was from uh, um masterworks is what that was originally from and then this is kind of cool ed and something that maybe we should do at some point where we actually go through this is a marvel plot right so thinking of like marvel method and and it's broke down right so it's like page 10 page 11 page 13 but it's not broke down in full script it's totally this that's your marvel method of how this stuff would have been written and four pages covers uh you know 14 page storyline so they are shorter i don't know what the what the rest of the issue was but i love seeing this because we've been looking at scripts lately that's a whole different uh a whole different process for for writing this stuff and uh, probably more like how i work you know whenever i'm writing for myself and then i love this This is a tip if everybody's putting together books of their own. Have your further reading list. You know, in this case, it's all Black Panther, but if you're uh, a cartoonist and you're collecting your work, it would be your other books. You know, like, why not learn from from Penguin? You know, Penguin has a pretty good record. They probably have some good ideas in here. And, uh... I guess that is the the rest of the Penguin classics that they've done so far, the Captain America and Amazing Spider-Man. I've seen both of those volumes. Same deal, you know. in um, the paperback, I don't know, it's probably in the $25 range, I'm guessing, so a more affordable version. Like I said, I got this one for half off. I don't even know if I'm going to... keep. This may be one that I end up passing on, but I had to... I wanted to show it off on this channel, to be quite frank. I mean, I just think this is an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful book. Yeah. I love the design of it so much, so... Uh, Good comics, good collection, and proof that you can make a very nice uh, reprint edition book uh, with, with
1: Marvel as
0: your, as
1: your uh, subject matter. Leave it to Penguin. They, they, they have some, some, uh, some years in the field. Yeah, I was ready to figure out like how to cut promos
0: where it's like, what are Marvel's best-looking books of the last year? Because we've got Abrams like ID- putting ID- out a couple of them.
1: Yeah, it's IDW yeah. doing artist editions. It's,
0: it's wild. I think they are working with at least four publishers, in uh you know in producing marvel characters but outside of that marvel publishing yeah um i don't know what to make of that i don't know i i, I guess it makes sense if you're a licensor uh but if i'm marvel if i work for marvel man i feel like
1: there's competition out there like <laughs> i need to make my books better right so right. uh that's just not a concern of theirs man you good to go jimmy i am okay favors like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell notify you when new vids are available jimmy tell the people what's out there dude Hulk Grand Design, man. Speaking of trying to
0: make a good-looking Marvel book, that's my best effort, and that'll be out in stores, possibly when you see this video, if not very shortly thereafter. Um, pick that one up at your local comic shop or wherever you buy books, Street Angel, Deadlace Girl, Live, and Street Angel, Princess of Poverty from Image Comics, and The Plain Janes, uh, the first young adult graphic novel, are my latest books. Pick those up wherever you buy books. And you can join me on patreon.com slash Jimrug where you can see lots more of my art, you can see what I'm working on now, and you can download out-of-print zines and mini-comics there.
1: Red Room Crypto Killers Issue 1 is being solicited in stores right now. Uh, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. There are two trade paperbacks out there right now, Trigger Warnings and the Anti-Social Network. Scoop those up, I'm serializing new Red Room Comics on my own Patreon, link in the description uh, below. Hip-Hop Family Tree celebrating 10 years. Uh, three volumes of X-Men Grand Design and WYSIWYG are out in the wild. Scoop those up, check them out. Keep the lights on in the kayfabe studios. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist kfab newsletter at the links below this
0: video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, hats, fanny packs, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also below this video. Great way to support the channel. Give them those marching gorders, We'll be on our way. Read more comics.